Welcome to Law Technology Now with host Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of Law Technology News. Hear the latest about technology for the legal community. If it's tech, it's a topic right here. Well, good day. This is Monica Bay, Editor of Law Technology News, and we have a terrific program for you today. Uh, Bob Ambrosi, who writes Law Technology News' WebWatch column, and Jim Calloway, who is the guest author of the uh, September issue. And I'm going to dive right in and let uh, Bob tell you a little bit about his background, and then Jim tell you a little bit about his. And then we're going to talk about the September column, some of the things that are hot in web. And then we have a special sneak preview where Bob and I will spend a few minutes telling you about an upcoming program called Social Networking risks and rewards. So I know, Bob, most of our listeners know a lot about you, but remind those who might not a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, what some of your listeners may know about me is that I also do a, uh, have a podcast called Lawyer to Lawyer, uh, also on the Legal Talk Network uh, with J. Craig Williams. Uh, but I've been writing about technology and, uh, you know, I guess, I guess you'd call me one of those technology junkies uh, since... Uh, longer than I care to remember, since the early 90s or so. And I've been, I've been writing a column for you for, what, 10 years now? Uh, 11 years. Uh, and uh, so uh, I, 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 love, uh, I, I love to play around with technology. I love to write about it. And lately I've been you know, particularly interested in, in, in social media and social networking and, and what's going on there. Terrific. Jim, uh, tell the listeners who may not be familiar what your background is and how the three of us intersect. Uh, sure, Monica. Thanks for uh, uh, allowing me this opportunity to uh, appear on the podcast. Uh, I'm the director of the Management Assistance Program for the Oklahoma Bar Association, and, and as a practice management advisor, I help my members with uh, technology and law firm management information, and and uh, we uh, have a call in line for our members only, and, and I write various articles. Uh, and as you know, I also uh, have a blog, Jim Calloway's Law Practice Tips, that's on the web, and and do a monthly podcast myself with Sharon Nelson called The Digital Edge, Lawyers and Technology, that is hosted by the American Bar Association. Terrific. Well, we're going to dive right into the September column. And uh, Bob, I know you've been following the whole uh, uh, social networking search, etc. And uh, Jim focused on on search terms. And Jim, you started your article by talking about the two broad uses of internet searching. Why don't you set the stage for our listeners and tell us how you distinguish those two before we dive into some examples? Sure. And of course, as you know, there's a lot of different ways to get information on the internet. But just generally, I was saying there's kind of two ways you use internet searching. One is to find things that you know uh, are there and you're just finding the link to them. So, for example, if, if I don't remember the uh, link to the Law Technology News website, I can type that into Google and find it. And then there are other types of searching for things that might be valuable but you don't know. Sometimes you know that you want to read a paper in a certain topic and so you enter in search terms uh, to get that topic. And other times you just have sources of information like news sites or your favorite blogs uh, that that uh, contain information you're interested in, so you can either visit them or search them. Now, uh, Twitter has just captivated folks. The New York Times just wrote a piece talking about how it's captivating everybody except teenagers, which is completely understandable. And I know that Bob and I are both extremely active on Twitter. Jim, I'm going to assume you are too. What's your handle on Twitter? Uh, mine is uh, at Jim Calloway with no space, just Jim Calloway written all together as one word. 
And I have three. I'm at Law Tech, at Common Scold, and at EDD Update. And Bob, what's yours? I'm at Bob Ambrogi, B-O-B-A-M-B-R-O-G-I. And let me add, uh, Monica, that my 14-year-old son, I recently discovered, is uh, apparently addicted to Twitter. So the the fact that teenagers uh, aren't on there, the New York Times uh, hasn't done its research, or at least hasn't talked to my son. That sounds great. Um, The first question I would ask all of us is, how is Twitter being used as a search tool? And I would start the discussion by saying that I really did not understand Twitter until I started using the search tool and suddenly went, now I get it. Uh, I went on Twitter pretty much because my boss, Bill Pollack, was on it before I was. And that was kind of embarrassing because you'd think as the tech editor, you might know about something like Twitter. So I sort of scrambled to get on, but but I take solace in the fact that he has two 20-year-olds and the only thing I have near 20 is my 15-year-old dog. So I figure he gets points for that. But Jim, tell us a little bit about how folks can use search and why it can be a really valuable tool. Well, I think the first thing to, to note is that Twitter really changed its online interface uh, this summer, and so now it actually looks more like Google or looks more like a search engine. It has uh, uh, several trending topics most popular for the last year and month and, and, and minute, actually. I think it's a week, day, and minute now that I think about it. Uh, but it also uh, has a, just a search tool that you can use, like you use Google, without having to register or set up a Twitter name or account or anything like that. And so if it's not necessarily going to be comprehensive like Wikipedia or some other searches, but it's going to be really nice to see what people have talked about often in the last two or three minutes uh, about the term you're interested in. I have noticed that the search, when you do search for something, that it, it doesn't have much shelf life. Uh, I'll sometimes search for things I've posted and oftentimes I'll get like the one within the last hour and that's it. Uh, Bob, have you found any particular uh, nuance of Twitter search that you've enjoyed or like or found beneficial? Well, a couple of things. I, I think it's important for uh, lawyers or for companies to have uh, a search set up to monitor any key names, any brands, the name of their firm, the name of their company, any, any uh, intellectual property brands they have out there. Uh, they should be monitoring Twitter all the time. I mean, you can you can set up searches and, and just have them uh, continually updating, and uh, you know you should be doing that. Uh, something you know, if you, uh, Jim mentioned the, the the new sort of new and improved search features on Twitter. Uh, you know, if you go to search.twitter.com and, and click on uh, advanced search, you get a screen of of uh, a number of options. One interesting one, possibly for a lawyer with a with a kind of a local practice is you can do a proximity search by zip code. So you can find out who is on Twitter in your, in your town or within 10 miles of you. Uh, and I've actually done that and made some connections with people in my hometown through Twitter uh, that I had no idea lived in my area, but some, some, some interesting people, not lawyers, but, but business people. So uh, that's a good way to use it. Although I think you'd have more luck than I would when I live in New York City. But well, that's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it works better when you live uh, uh, in, a, in a somewhat rural place like I'm in. Absolutely. Um, let's move to Bing. And uh, Jim, you've had a chance to take a look at it. This is Microsoft's uh, new search product that I assume is is trying to compete with Google. And they've been running some very interesting television ads. Tell the readers what you found about Bing that you found helpful that perhaps differentiates it from a Google search. Well, uh, 
Google made its reputation by the very simple and clear search interface, unless you went to advanced search. And Bing has actually taken that to the next step and saying, we can clutter the interface a little bit if we're displaying information that's really going to be helpful to the user. So uh, things like the recent search history in hypertext links. So if you want to go back, instead of clicking the back button three times, you can just you know click on that item. Uh, when you get a search result, you, you may not notice at first that there's a horizontal bar often beside it. And that gives a preview of, of some more text from, from the side if it's available. So sometimes uh, being able to just preview quickly will say, no, that's not what I'm interested in, and you can move on. So that's kind of an interesting feature and could save a lot of time. And, and then also when you search for uh, image or video items, uh, the one thing that's really interesting is the, is the thumbnails are given to you in a much more pleasing display than Google Image Search. And if you place your cursor over the thumbnail of an image, it zooms on it a little bit. But placing it over the thumbnail of a video actually starts the video thumbnail playing right there on the Bing interface. So that's really kind of an interesting concept. Bob, have you heard any feedback yet on Bing? Well, I think the one thing that has impressed me, I haven't tested Bing exhaustively, um, but... You know, in the early days of Google, we used to say, you know, if you're just using Google, then you're not really searching. And then, and then Google got to be so good <laughs> that everybody just used Google, it seemed like, uh, and, and pretty much defaulted to that. What I found using Bing is that, uh, in fact, uh, you get different results. And depending on the search and depending on what you're looking for, you sometimes do get better results, not always. Uh, but we're, we're back to the time when you, sh- you shouldn't just be using Google. If you're serious about looking for something, you should you should try the search on on both of both Bing and Google and and see what you get. And we're talking with Jim Calloway, who's director of Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistant Program, and Bob Ambrosi, who does absolutely everything, including being a practicing lawyer and writing the Media Law blog, the Legal Blog Watch, uh, does the Lawyer to Lawyer podcast, also on the Legal Talk Network. Um, we're going to take a break fairly quickly, but before we do, and we get back from break, we're going to talk about the upcoming social networking uh, a program that will be held on September 20. First, but before we go to break, uh, Jim, one last question for you. You wrote about a something that I found very, very interesting. Something very odd named Wolfram Alpha, but uh, it's what you called a new computational search tool. And I was just mesmerized by your description of the how it can compare everything from temperatures in three cities. Tell us a little bit about that, if you would. Sure. That's a real interesting concept. Uh, it's, it's first of all, a great fact database. And so, uh, in my example, I talked about entering Oklahoma City and Boston just in the search engine interface, and it yields this page of results with columns about the various cities' population, the elevation, the local time. They Both cities had Wikipedia entries, so it had links to those. Uh, if I add the word temperature to, to, to that, then and it now gives me the current temperature for the cities within the hour and a chart with all the average temperatures. And then if you go a little, drill a little deeper into that, you can get everything from the average humidity of the two cities to air pressure and wind speed. And that's not even really a computational search. That's just a uh, entering two uh, terms and having uh, Wolfram Alpha uh, compare, you know, note them and compare them. So uh, uh, there's a huge amount of information in this database. 
not just weather and geography, but all sorts of uh, information. And and so for lawyers, just a quick place to get you know statistics like population or or other places, uh, other types of facts that you know are available online, but maybe you don't know exactly where to go. It's going to be a great tool. But I think as we continue to work, all sorts of different comparisons and ratios and things that we've never really thought of putting together because it was too troublesome are now going to be at our fingertips. Well, Jim, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about your guest column for WebWatch in our September issue, which our readers can find at www.lawtechnologynews.com. And uh, uh, you were guesting for our our other guest today, Bob Ambrosi, who after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming social network program. Jim, before we let you go and, and let you go with our very warm thanks, would you tell our listeners how they can reach you if they wanted to get a hold of you? Well, uh, luckily, I've managed to uh, do a pretty good job on my own search engine optimization. So if you just type my name into Google, Jim Calloway, C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y, you'll find my blog and, and some of my other web content. Uh, but also, you can search for me at the Oklahoma Oklahoma Bar Association and, and find some of my material, including a lot of articles there. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be a guest today. Well, we loved having you and uh, keep doing all the wonderful work you're doing for your colleagues in Oklahoma. And with that, we're going to go to break and get a word from our sponsors. Legal Talk Network has been producing award-winning legal podcasts since 2005. Subscribe to our RSS feed and start downloading today. It's free. Don't miss out on the latest in new media marketing opportunities for your firm. Contact Deb Curran at 781-551-9960 and learn all about the Web 2.0 revolution. Welcome back to Law Technology Now. Um, we just had a wonderful conversation with Jim Calloway of the Oklahoma Bar. And now Bob Ambrosia and I are going to give you a sneak preview of a program that we are extremely excited about. Uh, it's called Social Media Risks and Rewards, and Bob is the chair. And I'm moderating one of the panels, and Judy Kelly has been organizing and the, I've been told by Judy that the attendees are just flocking in. She said that they have registrations from, uh, this is a program that's aimed at general counsel offices. And she told me that they have folks coming from Coca-Cola, Walmart, GE, Adobe, Major League Baseball, the NFL. So it's, it's going to be a fascinating program. Uh, Bob, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're going to be speaking about? And um, then I'll share my panel and and we'll tell you about a special discount you can get. So stick with us to the end because I'll give you a way to get a $50 off on registration. Well, yeah, I, Monica, as you say, this the title of this program is Social Media Risks and Rewards. It's September 21st in New York City at the Harvard Club. And uh, I am... Uh, Sharing it, uh, which uh, I think basically uh, means I'll, I'll I'll be introducing the panels through the day, but I'll also be participating uh, in a panel uh, in the afternoon on intellectual property and social media, uh, and this should really be a, a fascinating panel. I'm on it with uh, uh, Valerie Bocadoro, who's the uh, senior intellectual property counsel for Toys R Us. Uh, and uh, Leslie Rosenthal, who's the Vice President, General Counsel, and Secretary for the Lincoln Center for the Performing Arts 
uh, a group I'm, uh, of people I'm really privileged to be with on this panel. And we're going to talk about protecting your trademarks and copyright and intellectual property uh, in social media. Let you talk about yours, but just a, a couple of other real highlights. I mean, one is the, the program is going to open in the morning with a, a, a talk by Kevin Flynn, who was a, a member of the blogging team of Obama for America. His topic is going to be social media and the new world order. Uh, and I, I think that'll really be fascinating. And there's a, a great lineup of programs throughout the day. Yes, uh, you took the words out of my mouth. I, I can't wait to hear that session as well. There's also going to be a program on developing your company's corporate policy for social media. And that is scheduled to be a topic we will be addressing in our December issue of LTN. So I'm really anxious to see that. There's another one on protecting your company's ID. Uh, uh, like you said, your intellectual property panels, some regulation panels, and they've got just top flight uh, uh, speakers lined up. Uh, my panel is going to also be in the morning uh, where we follow Kevin Flynn, which may be a very hard act to follow. And we have a sort of a vague, broad topic of your business and the social media sensation. But we're going to take a look at um, some of the risks and, like they say, some of the rewards. The panelists are going to include Michelle Mitchell, who is with NBC Universal, Cheryl Givner of MasterCard Worldwide, Nicole Black of, boy, I'm going to butcher this, Fiondak and Fiondak. Bob, do you know? Am I butchering that? Uh, I don't know. I guess neither one of us does. We'll find out from Nicole. You could just say she and did lawtechtalk.com. That as well. And uh, Andy Mitchell, who is with CNN Worldwide. And I was uh, emailing Cheryl uh, earlier today because uh, I was doing one of the Law Technology News Daily Alerts, and she turned me on to this amazing uh, uh, YouTube item where a Canadian uh, singer's guitar was broken, and more than 5 million people went on. And the guy did a superb use of social networking by by doing this very clever song. In fact, two of them basically pleading to United to compensate him for throwing his guitar around with the baggage handlers. And if any of you have seen the, the goofy TV promo that tends to be on some of the uh, baseball channels, um, about the freecreditreport.com and the goofy guys dressed up in all these scenarios about uh, why his life sucks because he didn't get his credit report. It's kind of in that spirit. It's very home movies. It's very fun. It's very, very, uh, the song they sing is like one of those jingles that sticks in your head forever. And the story does come to a happy ending, which Cheryl is going to tell us about at the, um, at the panel. I've also found out from Judy Kelly, the organizers of the program, that they have made arrangements for you, the listeners of our podcast, to have a uh, special $50 discount. Um, all you have to do is uh, put the priority code TCS, just think the common scold, in and uh, you'll get $50 off. The registration info site is www.corpcouncil.com slash social media. Bob, any last minute uh, uh, thoughts about the panel before we let you go back to your vacation spot somewhere with a lot of mountains? 
Uh, well, no, you know, I think uh, one thing that's been interesting to me in looking at the lineup of speakers is how many companies now have uh, executives responsible for social media, uh, and a number of them are speaking at this conference. So it really ought to be a, a fascinating conference, I think, uh, from the perspective of, of how corporations are addressing the legal and, uh, and uh, you know, communications and marketing issues around all of this. Yeah, it's very fast-moving. In fact, even in CISIV, we have our own policy, which I will be putting online um, as part of the December uh, uh, story series on, on the social networking policies. I want to thank uh, you, Bob, and and uh, Jim Calloway for a terrific podcast. A uh, few reminders, you can listen to this podcast and Bob Ambrosi's podcast at www.legaltalknetwork.com. We are both in iTunes and... And you can also find this at the uh, Law Technology Now website, which, surprise, surprise, is www.lawtechnologynow.com. Monica loves aliases. Uh, I want to give a special shout-out to Jill Winward and to David Jasper of Law.com, to Luann Reeves, Scott Hess, Mike Hockman, and Kate Kenny at the Legal Talk Network. And to close by reminding you, as always, remember... There's no crying in baseball or technology. I'm Monica Bay. Thank you for listening. Law Technology Now is produced by the broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening. Join Monica Bay for next month's podcast on the technology issues affecting the legal profession today.